I know you. You are afraid to speak up. You are scared of what other people think of you. And you blame yourself for what happened to you. I know how it feels because I've been there. If you found me, I'm so grateful you are here. This podcast will give you hope. And I'm your host, Anna Maidanova. And I'm going to hold your hand and provide the guidance. It's time for you to find your why and turn your experience into your biggest power. This is your time now. So lock your door, put your headphones in and enjoy. Welcome to the part two of the world's best trauma recovery podcast with Vanessa Brewers. Vanessa, welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, it felt like a, I don't even know, like a, a bubble bath last time or something. So it's nice to be back. Vanessa, what's happened for you in a week we haven't spoken since our last episode? Well, quite a bit. <laughs> it's really, it blows my mind that it's been a week. And I think it speaks to the power of being in deep healing conversations, which ours absolutely was for me last week, it opens a floodgate of healing and possibility everywhere else in your life. So since we talked last week, two really, really profoundly beautiful things have happened. One is I had a really beautiful, deep conversation with my husband mm -hmm. about our whole sexual history. Not just like who you slept with and blah, 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 but also what was it like? What was sex like for you your whole life? And it was so beautiful because, you know, it just, it explained like our relationship in so many ways, of course, because you bring your past into your relationship. So that was amazing. Really, really, we felt so connected after that. Um, and we've been married 10 years. We've never had that conversation. Um, and then I also had a really unexpected healing conversation with my mom. Wow, that's really, really amazing. I'm so glad to hear that. What was the conversation yeah. about? Well, you know what surprised me so much about our conversation last week is that um, I was nervous to come on to the podcast because there, there's like, you know, parts of your story that you feel weird about telling. And I thought that the story I was most afraid to tell was the story about my mom and that she was drinking and that the wounding that came from that because I have such like a fierce desire to protect her. Mm -hmm. So it really surprised me that the story I told was very much not about that. It was, it was about me and my life. And of course, you know, a lot of the low self-worth stemmed from that, but the conversation with my mom was really healing because I shared with her that I was still protecting her and that it was limiting my growth. It was limiting my healing. It was limiting my career. And it was very, very, very much in the way of my relationship to my mom. And she said to me, I had started to think that maybe we weren't as close as I had always thought we were. Mm -hmm. And I said, no, mom, we are that close. And there's this thing in the way. And she said, what do you do? Whatever you need to do to forgive me. And your words popped into my head. I didn't say this to her, but you said to me, mom, I need your help to forgive you. And I, I must've just been like, those words were rooted, you know? And so I just started to share with her that I just 
felt like I still couldn't talk to her. I still couldn't bring stuff to her. I still couldn't tell any parts of my story. I still couldn't share any of those things because I was still protecting her from the hurt it would cause her for her to hear that. And she said, you can't protect me. You can't protect me. You can't protect me. She just was so, she was, there had been this fear that if I go to my mom, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be let down. I'm going to be disappointed. She's going to be hurt and I'm going to end up taking care of her because that was always what happened when I was a kid. Mm. I wasn't allowed to say, mom, I'm really upset with you for drinking. I'm really upset with the horrible things you said to me. I'm really like devastated and full of rage and shame and sadness and anger. And I don't know what to do with it because I would have been let down. She would have gone into this like shame spiral and then maybe she would have been drinking and you know this whole fucked up dynamic and so i've always been hesitant to go to her and instead i was met with exactly the mom i had always been craving she said everything i wanted to hear she explained how i was feeling better than i could have explained it so it was clear to me that i mean i knew she'd been doing healing work but she said everything I wanted to hear and I could not stop crying. I was just like the floodgates open because it was so healing to have this moment where I needed my mom and she was there. And, and maybe I've cheated myself of that moment a hundred thousand times in my life. I know I couldn't have had that moment as a kid. So my fear was valid, but my not leaning into that conversation, how long am I? 36? I don't know, for at least 10 years. <laughs> How, and I don't know, maybe, maybe I would have been disappointed or if I caught her at a different time, but whatever. The point is, it was beautiful. I, I felt like it healed something in me really deeply. Thank you so much for, for sharing. I'm so proud of you. And I know not many people would be ready to talk to their parents. And I had to do a lot of self-development and deep, deep healing to even come to this point, to even think of telling my mom what was happening. Vanessa, why is it so important to forgive our parents? I think just like you and I both just shared that we had to do so much healing to be able to have those conversations because until you forgive your parents, you're still operating from the mindset of a child in your whole world. I have been carrying around a a belief that no one can help me. No one can support me. No one can relate to me. If I'm in my worst, most like devastated feeling or emotion, I'm always in it by myself because I'm still believing this dynamic of a young kid with alcoholic parents who has no one to save them. You're still operating in the world that way. And so when you have these conversations, even if you're, even if you're proven right, even if I'd gone to my mom and she had been, you know, angry and upset, or, you know, even if the trauma, in other words, is still happening, you at least develop the new relationship to yourself, a new way of being in the world. And, and I'm really, really starting to understand, Anna, that trauma is a thing that happened to you, but your lack of forgiveness is what keeps re-traumatizing you. And that's an edgy thing to say because I know how pissed off I would have been to hear that at one point. But that's why, until we forgive our parents, because here, the one side is I forgive my parents, 
The other side is an acknowledgement that it was your parents or your caregivers. It wasn't you. It wasn't the world. And until you can forgive, there's still a part of you that is believing that you were to blame somehow or that the world is to blame somehow. So forgiving your parents who were the ones who kind of dropped the ball for all the innocent reasons that they did, for the forgiveness is so powerful and so important because you're basically finally seeing and realizing it was never your fault. And that is what sets you free for the rest of your life. I love it, Vanessa. And it's not about being okay what was happening to no. you in the past. It just it's about setting yourself free from this pain, from this feeling of guilt and shame. And I'm so, so glad for you. You've done this. <laughs> Thanks. I'm happy for me too. <laughs> How good it feels, isn't it? Yeah. It's really beautiful. And it is, it is something that you do layer by layer by layer by layer by layer. It's probably not the last one. And that's okay. We're infinite beings. We have infinite layers. But every time you sort of release something, it just gets easier. Even the healing gets easier. Oh, yes. Yes. It's just, it, it just the scariest part is to start. That's I right. I agree with you. Yeah. Vanessa, and how much do you think your daughter will benefit from all the healing you're going through? Oh, I mean, it's just, it's unbelievable. There's a, a Native American teaching that says seven generations before and seven generations after. That's the life, the lifespan of trauma, 14 generations. Wow. I don't know how many years that is. <laughs> Some, maybe a listener can let us know. I don't know how you quantify that, but basically what they're saying is an act of trauma takes 14 generations to heal because of the unconscious ways that we pass them down to our children. And every parent just does a little better than their parents did, right? So let's imagine I did no healing work in my life. I still wouldn't have been an alcoholic, but I would have been a workaholic and I would have been filled with anxiety and I would have been a resentful mother because I'd be overgiving and I'd be carrying all of these ways of being and projecting them onto my daughter. And so she would have grown up with a successful mom who is really strong, which I perceive my mom as like weak in the past. So she would have had a strong mom who was still pretty terrible to her. She would have grown up with self-consciousness, but she might not have been a workaholic. So you know what I mean? We pass it along in that way. And un, without, the, without the injection of healing, it just gets a little bit percentage better every generation until seven generations after and seven generations before. And so I am committed to completely ending, completely ending. Break the cycle the cycle of trauma in my family. And when you're willing to go to these depths, when you're willing to be relentless in your own healing, you, you set your daughter free, you set your kids free. I can give you a little example of what shifted in our life since. Yes, please. And I'm, it's not easy, right? It's not like, oh, wow, that is so beautiful. And it's really hard. So let me give you an example. One of the other things that happened since we last spoke is I had a session with my shaman. 
and we did a healing as well which cleared up a lot of stuff with my mom but the other thing that it cleared up is this idea that i didn't have an understanding of limits on how much was appropriate to give so i was over giving everywhere in my life to the point i joked about this i think in the last one that i'm running around trying to save everybody right and so i give 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 to depletion everywhere and you wouldn't necessarily think that if you looked at my life because i make great money i don't work a ton of hours but i always find somewhere to overgive. and so one of the things that the healing things that we did with patrick was he he helped me he cleared this block in my identity that was giving should have no limits and so instead we created this new belief in my in my heart that it's healthy to have limits and so we did this really deep healing. I had this big emotional release. I cried like the whole way to pick my daughter up from school one day, just like letting all this emotion out. You'd think I'm crazy if you followed me around in my life. I'm really happy. I'm really productive, but I cry a lot. <laughs> cry is our second love. That's right. Exactly. No, was it? So anyway, the last couple of days, I have been so resentful angry and annoyed at everybody in my life everybody i would like the if i could just voice the anger it would be like nobody need me don't think about me don't look at me don't ask me for anything get away like that's how i was feeling especially with my daughter which really surprised me because pepper is always the one that no matter how crappy i feel she always kind of sneaks under the radar mm -hmm. but in particular i've been so annoyed with her and i've really had to catch myself from snapping at her and you know she's super super sensitive to energy shifts so for example this morning she threw a bunch of her toys on the floor and then asked me for a lollipop and i said i was really annoyed i wanted to yell at her and i was like wow that's really fascinating what is going on and then last night we got home from a whole day and she was losing her mind. I don't know what was going on, but she wanted to sleep with me. And I was like, oh my God, if she sleeps with me, I'm going to have to kill her. Like, I need a break. <laughs> anyway, she slept with us. She came out to sit on my lap and snuggle on my chest in the morning, which she always does. And instead of like melting into her, I was literally like laying there like stiff as a board. Like, can someone peel this baby off me? You know, I just was like, get her away from me. And I felt really bad about this. But what occurred to me is that she's operating from my old paradigm no limits i get as much mom as i want i get as much candy as i want i can throw my stuff on the floor mom's going to pick it up and still give me what i want and when i started to get annoyed and push back on that she got pissed because she is operating from the paradigm i created and overnight so sometimes deep healing can be messy basically overnight that shifted for me and I was like, no, I need limits. You can't have everything from me. I need stuff too. Who's giving to me? Where is somebody walking in and making me coffee? Where is somebody walking in and putting me on their lap? You know? <laughs> and I was, it just was an overnight switch. And so all of a sudden my world right now feels really annoying. But I created that world from not having limits. So now I'm in this process where I've got to hang with that tension and re-educate everybody in my life. And that takes time and that's really hard. And I cannot remember what question you asked that had me tell that story. 
No, the question was about um, benefits of your daughter. Oh, uh, you okay. doing this healing process. Let me anchor that story down for you then. So one of the things that not having limits on Pepper has created is that anxiety. She's not an anxious kid by any means, but she's got a hard time being by herself. She doesn't, you know, if she, um, let's say she wants help with something, she instantly goes like, help, you know? And so she's not as secure as I want her to be. She's not as self-reliant as I want her to be. And that's from my overgiving. And so now that that's shifting, we're creating just even as of this morning, a slightly new dynamic where mom, can I have a lollipop? Yeah, after you pick up those toys, you pick them up. <laughs> Whoa, two-year-old says. And I said, no, Pepper, you'll pick them up whenever you're ready. I don't need them to be right now, but whenever, you're, whenever you really want your lollipop, you pick up your toys and I'll get it for you. And then she'll do it. She'll wait a minute, but she'll do it. And then I say, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. And all of a sudden we're slightly shifting this dynamic where she's a little bit more secure. She has, because her not having limits as a kid, that's going to translate later to not having discipline or having too much anxiety or not feeling safe. The same shit that I felt as a kid coming from overcompensating as an adult. And you know what? It's going to help you to learn how to set the boundaries for yourself in mm -hmm. your adult adulthood 100 and it comes it comes from from the parents you know there is a saying uh stop educating your kids start educating yourself your Amen. kids will be exactly like you anyway Amen. you can't you can't tell them what to do if you are not doing this that's absolutely right she's very likely to overgive by being overgiven too or under work, right? That's the other flip side of that. So we're always accidentally creating the same thing in the opposite form of our trauma when we don't heal. So her benefit will likely be based on my trajectory. She'll have limits, she'll set boundaries. She'll be more self-reliant, more self-sufficient. And she's about to watch mom dive head first into a shitload of self-care. So hopefully she'll also know how to take care of herself. Love it. Love it. Vanessa, you had a lot of things happened in this week. What, uh, what's one unexpected benefit happened from all these conversations for you? I raised my coaching fee by 500%. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Everything in our life is a function of self-worth, you know, everything. And so shifting that, it's just all those, again, all those changes that are so hard to make, you just make them. And I really got to see a really beautiful um, dynamic playing out in my life. So one of the patterns that I had noticed in myself, especially in work and in relationship, would be that I would be all in, creating a bunch of stuff, engage with a lot of people, and then I would just disappear. I can't deal with it, don't talk to me, leave me alone. Sometimes to the detriment of personal and professional relationships, right? Because you can't just flake out all the time. And so what I saw, one of the unexpected benefits from this week is that I saw really kind of exactly how that all came together. One of it was I didn't have, and Patrick shared this with me, my shaman, I actually was only using about half of my heart capacity 
because half of it was monopolized by still trying to take responsibility and protect everybody in my life. So when he cleared that, it opened up all this space for me. And then I saw that there was one of, this is my year of friendship. And we moved to Colorado about a year ago and I've made zero friends. <laughs> I have one, I have one girlfriend who actually I really do love, but we never see each other because I don't have the time or the space or the energy or the capacity. So I saw this dynamic playing out and I haven't said this out loud yet. So forgive me if it's a little bit messy, but I think it will be useful where there's, it seemed like I had all these disconnected pieces. A, I was exhausted. B, I had this new project at work that was feeling really overwhelming. And I was feeling like, I can't take this on. It's going to be too big. I'm filming season two of my podcast, which was, it's amazing, but it's like draining me because it's so intense. Um, I have this feeling of like dissatisfaction with my friendships. And so I had all these pieces that look disconnected, but then from this healing this week, I saw they're actually all connected. They all come from having too little, let's say, we'll back up. It was coming from low self-worth, which was having me not take enough care of myself, which was having me overgive everywhere to depletion, which was having me not be able to have the capacity to show up fully in work, to be overwhelmed by my daughter because I'm still overgiving there. And then where do friends go? There's no room, there's no capacity. And so I started to feel really frustrated. Okay, well, I guess I need to go, I'll go get a massage. And I thought, well, I don't wanna go by myself. I do everything by myself. And then I'm like, well, I need friends. I don't have the energy to make friends. You know, so I went into this kind of head spiral and then I finally thought, okay, it may, I get it, it all makes sense. When I stop overgiving, I'll have more energy. When I start taking care of myself by getting a massage, I'll have more capacity. In that capacity, I'll have space for friends. When I have space for friends, my life will feel more full and I can show up to my business in a really powerful way. And if I just don't break that cycle anywhere, the cup just keeps filling and the world keeps expanding. So there was a really beautiful benefit to see how what seemed like all these disconnected pieces in my life actually all came down having boundaries for myself, having healing conversations I was avoiding with my mom and actually allowing myself to take care of myself, which is really simple. Even though it doesn't look like that simple. It's simple doesn't mean easy. <laughs> wow, man. That's a lot of things happening for you. And I'm so excited for your future mm. because you've done all this work and now you can help people to do exactly the same mm -hmm. and if you change if you say one thing to your client that will change all her or his life imagine being able to set set the boundaries healthy boundaries being able to make friends being able to care for herself or himself mm -hmm. what what dollar value would you put in this it's right. like the whole life shifting yeah and i think that's why i love your show i love the work you're doing you've inspired me so much in sharing my stories and really i, I adore you um it's really profound to see how quickly your outside life can change and i hope that the people who are listening to part one and part two can see like all that happened in a week and now granted i i will offer i'm 10 years deep in this healing journey. So the deeper you are in the journey, the faster the outside stuff changes. But 
beginning this work, the depth of healing always results in external changes happening really quickly. When we stop working so hard against all this trauma energy inside, life can happen very quickly and magically on the outside. Amen. Amen, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa, where people can find you? A couple places. You can find me on my, in my book. It's called We Are One, How One Woman Reclaimed Her Identity Through Motherhood, which really very, very detailed follows my first year of motherhood um, in the deep healing that it catalyzed for me. So you can really get a sense for what this work looks like. You can find me on my website, vanessabrewerscoaching.com. And on there, you can access season one of my podcast, The Practical Magic Show. Season two will be launched sometime in probably late spring. And you can also reach out to me just through my website. You can contact me and you can join my group Thrive which is where high performance meets spiritual evolution, deep healing and high productivity. So it's a, it's a beautiful, um, and that you can join at any point at any time. I would highly, highly recommend people to check Vanessa's website and her book. It's something amazing. It's wonderful to read and you are such a pioneer in, in, uh, in this field. Like, hey mother motherhood is not something i was looking for and so many people so many women would struggle with that but they just wouldn't admit it so yeah. thank you so much for <laughs> starting this <laughs> thank you that is one of like the best compliments i've ever received in my life to be called a pioneer so thank you i was like just soaking that up <laughs> Vanessa, before we go, do you have any concluding thoughts? Mm. Yeah, especially for the, the people that I know will be listening to your show. There's a, an idea that I came up with, which is the idea of chasing the wrong edge. It's really addicting and easy to chase the edge of success and money and being driven and ambitious as a way of avoiding the edge of healing and joy and intimacy and connection and friendship. And I'm not saying one is right and one is wrong. I'm just saying that one won't give you the other. So I would, I would offer to just notice what edge am I chasing and what edge am I avoiding? Because when you start to do both, that's where life gets pretty spectacular. Amazing. Thank you, Vanessa. Ladies and gentlemen, Vanessa Royers. Thank you for being here. I know it's not easy, but there is a part of you who is ready to take this journey all the way, and I can help. Reach out to me directly at Anna at AnnaMadeNova.com to get to work. You can also connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn for more healing stories and magic. This journey isn't possible to do on your own, so make sure to like, subscribe, and review the podcast so we can help more people like you. If you have someone in your life who is struggling to overcome their trauma, this is something you can give them that truly can change the course of their life forever. We'll see you next time for another episode of the world's best trauma recovery podcast. And just remember, you are able to help yourself and you can do it right now.